0: Get that cabbage out of here. What it do, baby. Yeah, you already know. There's a new NBA champion and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. OG with the look! Got it! OG and Anobi at the buzzer! Oh that's my shot I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot trying to Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the What a Do Toronto Raptors podcast. My name is Drew Horton, and let's get into it. With the Clippers winning Game 7 at home against the Mavs, every first-round series in the NBA playoffs has now concluded. So let's go through and review. Let's start in the East because all of those series were very one-sided. The Brooklyn Nets took out the Celtics 4-1, the Celtics only managed to win one game because Tatum just went off, dropped 50, but the Brooklyn Nets' talent was too much for them. They didn't look like they were even trying that hard most of the time, which is crazy considering how good the Celtics should be. The Philadelphia 76ers took out the Washington Wizards 4-1, to the Wizards only win coming in the game that Joel Embiid injured his knee. And that series was also very one-sided. There was very little chance that Washington could do anything against Philadelphia. The talent disparity was just too great, despite it being a fantastic effort from Beal and Westbrook to drag that team into the playoffs. Once they got there, they were summarily stomped by the better team. And that's just how it goes when you're the 7th and 8th seed in an Eastern Conference that is just stacked at the top. Now, in the 3-6 matchup, the Milwaukee Bucks swept the Miami Heat in very convincing fashion. Game one was very close, coming down to a two-point margin in overtime. But then after that, the Bucks just kicked the snot out of Miami in the next three games. The series wasn't even competitive after that. And a fun fact for anyone except Miami Heat fans, that sweep means that in the 2021 playoffs the miami heat were the only team to not win a single game despite being the eastern conference champs last year now the last eastern conference series the 4-5 matchup between the atlanta hawks and the new york knicks game one came down to the wire as trey young hit the game-winning shot with only a second to spare. The Knicks responded by taking the next game, and I thought this was gonna be a really exciting down-to-the-wire series because both teams on paper looked to be fairly similar in terms of talent beyond Trey Young being the obvious best player in the series, but after that, The Hawks really took over and the Knicks just didn't have an answer. Julius Randle disappeared in the series and Trey Young went off and the Hawks as a team played some very good basketball and some good defense as well which I did not give them credit for before the series and that will translate well into their series with the Sixers. Now moving over to the Western Conference, we're going to start with a Utah Jazz 4-1 win over the Memphis Grizzlies. Game one for the Grizz, they looked good. I mean, Utah Jazz was down Donovan Mitchell, and it looked like it was going to be a very close series. But then in game two, Donovan Mitchell came back, and the Jazz really showed just how much of a better team they were, and took the gentlemen's sweep winning the next four games in a row in convincing fashion, and despite the good play of John Morant, just wasn't enough to overcome the Utah Jazz. The Grizz are an up and coming team though, so I look forward to watching them develop over the next few years, but this really is the Utah Jazz's time to make a championship run. Now the next series is just a common two seed beating a very weak seven seed. Wait, that was LeBron that lost the series? LeBron lost in the first round? Has that ever happened before? I'm not entirely sure, but the Phoenix Suns took Game 1, the ALA Lakers responded with a very nice Game 2 victory, but then Anthony Davis got hurt, Chris Paul came back, and from there it was the Phoenix Suns' series to lose, and they didn't. They kept control. Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton just played phenomenal basketball in the first round. It. It's going to be an amazing matchup with them playing the Nuggets next I'm really looking forward to it and speaking of the Nuggets they won their series against Portland four to two now both of the teams split the first four games but then the Denver Nuggets one, two in a row to cap off the series with a 4 2 win. And this was a treat to watch the duels between Nikola Jokic and Damian Lillard. Those guys both just went off in the series. Nikola Jokic averaged 33 points a game, and Damian Lillard averaged 34. But on the end of the bench, the Nuggets just got more contributions from the 6 7 8 9 guys. And that's really what propelled them to the series win. The top sort of four or five players were fairly even in terms of points and rating. But then after that, the Nuggets just took it running away. And that's one criticism of the Portland team. They didn't have a very deep bench. They really only played seven or eight guys for the entire series, where it seemed like the Nuggets had ten guys seeing regular minutes. And now on to the most entertaining series of the first round. The number 4 Los Angeles Clippers won game 7 against the Dallas Mavericks. Now after the Mavericks took the first two games on the road against the Clippers, there were some glaring holes in the Clippers game plan, their coaching, their style, their effort, whatever you want to say. The Dallas Mavericks found a way to beat them twice. The first game was a 10 point victory where Kawhi Leonard and Paul George didn't play that well and so you could kind of write it off like that but in game two the Mavericks won despite Kawhi Leonard getting an efficient 41 points and Paul George having a decent game as well and that's when the alarm bell started to go off the Clippers won games three and four to even the series up Kawhi Leonard was amazing battling with Doncic game five the Mavericks managed to take it and game six the Clippers came back with a victory behind Kawhi Leonard's 45 points now in game seven looked like it could be anybody's game as prior to this the road team had won the first six games of the series so you could feel that there was some hope for the Mavericks to win game seven in LA as they had done three previous times in the series but Kawhi Leonard and Paul George really stepped up they provided timely scoring and they started playmaking which the clippers desperately needed them to do Kawhi had nine assists in that game and paul george had 10 he finished with a double double but it was the contributions from the clippers role players that put them over the top and really made this a convincing win marcus morris had 23 points he was seven of nine from three point range the man could just not miss Reggie Jackson put in 15, Terrence Mann put in 13, Batum even put in 11, and Luke Kennard only played 14 minutes but he had 11 points, 4 of 6 from the field, and he provided a nice little boost near the end of the third quarter, and in this game Doncic gave it everything he had. He took 30 shots, but he shot 56% from the field for 46 points and 14 assists. He did everything he could to will his team to victory, but fell short. The other starters had some nice offensive numbers, but it was the defense that really let them down. Kawhi and Paul George just got whatever they wanted, and Kawhi, as always, had a hyper-efficient shooting night. He was efficient the entire series. He shot 62% from the field in the first round. That is incredible. I really gotta hand it to the Clippers. They made the adjustments that they needed to to win the series. Some of the things I was talking about in the last episode, they needed more playmaking, they need their role players to step up, and Ty Lu needed to show some more creativity. And while the creativity wasn't quite there on the offensive end, his defense and schemes practically won them game seven. While they couldn't entirely stop Doncic, they managed to slow him and the Mavs attack down. In the second half, they only gave up 49 points compared to the first half where they gave up 62. That is a major improvement. And the Clippers really did come together in Game 6 and Game 7. They looked like the best version of themselves that we've seen so far in the playoffs they look like they can take on anybody paul george had a very good series as well shot 46 percent from the field averaged 23 points a game but also averaged nine rebounds and almost six assists he led the entire team in the first round in both rebounds and assists so it's nice to see him contributing that was sort of a stain on his image so far he hasn't shown up when they needed him to any playoff team since his pacer days but he looks to be back in the saddle and this clippers team is starting to look dangerous Paul George is looking good, the team's got playmaking, their three-point shooting is coming back, they finished the series at 37% and if they can get everybody to play approximately the way they did for the second half of that series against the Mavs, they can really beat anybody. Ty Lue now has proven that he can make adjustments, so the coaching isn't as big of an issue, at least it shouldn't be going forward and so rallying around the man the machine that is Kawhi Leonard they could very well appear in the finals to face let's be honest the Brooklyn Nets. The second round looks to be very exciting as well. The Nets are thrashing the Bucks who need to respond. The 76ers trail the Hawks one nothing despite the Hawks really trying their best to give the game away late in the fourth. The Suns are up 1-0 on the Nuggets, Sons, Jamal Murray, and the Utah Jazz are tied with the Los Angeles Clippers 0-0 because that series hasn't started yet. I'll be going into those series a little bit more very soon. I look to have a special guest, friend of the podcast, back on, so stay tuned for that. And I'm hoping to get more guests on in the near future. But for now, that's it. Thank you for listening to episode 12 of the What It Do Toronto Raptors podcast. I've been your host, Drew Horton. Signing off. Peace.